0: Hello, hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad you're all here. Welcome. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger. Glad to have you join me here on another live stream. We do this every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain time. And uh, basically, we geek out about fish. So we're going to do a giveaway. We're going to give away some fish. I'll tell you about that in just a minute. It's some Threadfin acaras. Um, I'm going to give a report on the uh, fundraising drive we did last live stream for candy overholes, and tell you what happened with that, how we did, um, where that's at. And, um, once I'm done that and telling you kind of what's going on here, then we'll get to your questions and comments and geek out together. So welcome everybody. Glad you're all here. Um, oh, and I want to thank my mods, Skipper's Aquariums, Kayla's Aquatics, 54 Punchy. Um, thanks for being here. Let's see, is Lumpy Dog in the house yet or in the house? (laughs) Not yet, but Lumpy Dog and, uh candy overhauls might be joining us later. Um, So first of all, I want to give a report. Last week we did, uh, we used the live stream to raise some funds for candy overhauls, who is uh, a huge help to the YouTube fish community, the fish fam or fish tube. And for those that don't know, her husband had a heart attack. And um, her furnace went out. All kinds of things happened in like the span of just a, a few days. Uh, and so last week we raised some funds for her. So people uh, gave donations directly through PayPal. And then I'm splitting my take on the on the Super jets from last week with the overholes family to help out. So. I'm happy to report that all in all, we've raised about four hundred and fifty dollars for candy uh, between those two things. I think there might be a GoFundMe going on. I've heard some rumors. If if that's true, if one of the mods would leave a link to that um, so we can help out further, that would be appreciated if that exists and is functional at this point. Um, But everyone that's kind of part of the Fishtube community, has benefited from candy. She's in tons of streams. She's modding. She's spreading the word. She's active on Facebook and other social media platforms, spreading the word, just helping out a ton. So if we can rally and help her as much as possible, I think we should. So $450 from the live stream last week is is what um, the, the total I've sent most of that to Candy already. There's a couple straggler PayPal payments that I'm going to send to her. And then as soon as YouTube cuts me my check, I'll send her her portion of the uh, super chats. So, um, thanks again, Candy for all you do. And I, I hope things are, um, starting to get back to normal for you. Um, So thank you so much to everyone that donated uh, through PayPal or left a super chat. Um, There's still just a few PayPal donations trickling in. If you want to send a a donation to Candy, it's not too late. You can send them uh, through PayPal at at my account, dan at dansfish.com is the email address I use on PayPal. Send them and then I'll get that all um, sent off to Candy and her family. So anyway, um, everyone that donated through PayPal, you'll be getting an email confirmation from me soon. I'm just waiting for the last couple straggler payments to come through. And then I'll be contacting each of you and saying, hey, thank you so much. This is the amount we got so that you know that it was received um, and and all that. And um, I've I've sent Candy confirmation of of all those payments and things. So if you want to check and make sure she actually got (laughs) The money you sent and reach out to her. So there's, you know, some confirmation that it went to the right place and all that. Um, Totally fine with you double checking on that. I think things like this should be transparent. There should be a way to verify that the funds go where they're supposed to go. Right. So so that's where we're at with that. Um, For everyone that wanted to know about the 96 hour heat packs, I'm running a test right now. I've, I've had a lot of people reach out um, either in chat or through email and say, hey, how are those working? Should I use the 96 hour heat pack and things like that for shipping fish in cold weather? Um, I'm running a test right now. It didn't get cold here until yesterday. Well, it was hot and cold and hot and cold, but the last several days have been pretty warm, too warm to test them. But we're in the middle middle of like a winter storm warning right now where you're getting a ton of snow dumped on us. So the weather is right to test those. So I have what I did is I. I created a mock shipping box. I packed it all up like I would normally to ship, except for no fish or in the bags of water. Um, Put the 96 hour heat pack in there, along with a thermometer that will uh, tell me the high and the low temperature that that box reaches in in the time that the test is run. Um, I put it outside. um, So it's in the cold temperature, but not in like the wind. (laughs) So it's in my garage, in my pickup truck in my garage and um tomorrow i'll open that up record the temperature seal it up again put it back and i'll do that every day um for probably four or five days until the heat runs out and then i'll i'm making a video as i do that so i'll be able to report to you you'll be able to see exactly how that heat pack works my fear is that the heat pack might get too hot that's my fear it does reach 150 degrees on full burn Although in an enclosed box with limited oxygen transfer and wrapped in newspaper, which limits the oxygen transfer some more, I don't know if it will get that hot or not. So running the test and we'll let you know. I'm hoping it works out though, because if I can up from 72 hour heat packs to the 96 hour heat packs, um, it'll just be a game changer for how I can ship in the cold weather. So that's what's going on there. Um now for the giveaway the giveaway tonight is for thread finicaras which are a fantastic uh, cichlid they're fairly peaceful if you have them in an, a, a community aquarium they in my experience won't bother other fish they're not going to eat smaller fish unless they're really small like if they can just go and they're you know, then they're, they're gone, but they're not going to beat any fish that they can't easily fit in their mouth. Um, now if a pair spawns or something, you might get some aggression. Cichlids do that when they're spawning and defending a territory and a nest and eggs and fry, of course. But apart from that, I found these to be a very peaceful fish. They, they really do get these long streamers. They really are this colorful. Like this is, that's a, that's an accurate portrayal. I feel, the reds maybe a super deep red, but besides that, um, this, I mean, they, they really do get all those spangles and those extensions in that color. They're a pretty fish. They grow to about six to eight inches. I've never seen one bigger than eight inches. And, um, according to seriously fish, they're not going to get much above like seven and a half inches. So I, I think that's probably right. Um, now, every now and then a fish is kept in an <laughs> environment where it beats expectations and gets really big. But um, And also, so I'm going to, the winner today will get three of these and I'll talk about how to enter the giveaway in just a second. But you'll get three Thread acaras. I'll ship them to you for free. I'll pay the shipping cost and everything. So it's uh, not something that... That's gonna cost you any money. You don't have to give any money or do anything other than enter the giveaway. And the way we do that is enter. Let's see. I'm, I I had a cool hashtag. It, <laughs> and I forgot it. So. Oh, it had something to do with sewing and fish and stuff. But so here's how you'll enter though. Um, if you leave hashtag threadfins in the chat, that enters you to win three free Um Also, I put them on sale. They're normally $18 when you get them from me. Well, let's see what they generally are. Let's, let's just have some fun. Threadfin. Sorry, Acara for sale. Um, so it looks like $17.99, 19 So, you know, they, they run in the high teens to the low 20s generally. And they're currently on sale. I usually sell them for $18. bucks. they are currently on sale for $12 each. So even if you don't win tonight, if you want some, I can get you some for $12 each. They're in around the, I would say, close to three-inch range right now so they're just starting to kind of get some color and get some extensions they've got a ways to go but they are starting to get some so that's the giveaway just enter hashtag Threadfins and you might win at the it's sometime during the chat um we'll do that drawing we'll let nightbot draw the winner and yeah it's it's turning into a real fun thing i really am enjoying doing this and it looks like ah oh, i better turn down my phone People are calling me. I forgot to turn off my volume. Hang on. Sorry about that. I'm really bad at live streaming. Apparently it looks like 24 eligible users. Okay. So people are entering and it is recording. So it looks like it's all working just fine. Um, now my, uh, I like to very often report on my shipping just so that it keeps me honest. Really? Um, if, If I get sloppy and a bunch of fish die and I have to tell you guys that then I mean it's gonna keep me from ever being like you know I'm tired today I'm gonna cut corners (laughs) right so having having you guys hold me responsible um, is helpful so I want to give you a report we did pretty good this week Um, sold lots of boxes of fish many many boxes of fish All of them have arrived except for one, as far as I know at this point from tracking. And we only had one loss, which is more than I like. A lot of weeks we have no losses, but we did lose one fish. One green giant angelfish did not make the trip. Um, Apart from that, from everything that's been reported, it sounds like everything's arrived alive and in good shape as far as I know. So, um It's tricky weather to ship fish because it's cold here. It's hot other places. Um, The fish has to go through lots of different temperature zones on its path. Uh, It's pretty tricky time, but looks like the method's still working. So we did pretty well. Michael Wentworth, $2, hashtag breeding is pleasure. Yep, got a different shirt today. I, I do have a shirt with the hashtag breeding is pleasure for sale on my Teespring account. Today's shirt, though, Grand Valley Aquarium Club. I love those guys. They had me out to speak. uh, Oh, it's been a few months now. And super hospitable, great club. You guys are so lucky to have a big, thriving club. I wish I did. Um, A couple other things. All the fish that uh, were listed for sale recently are are still doing good. For those that are following the unboxings and kind of the the progress of the fishes, I import them and and acclimate them, and treat them, and get them ready for sale. You'll know that the Bosmani rainbows had had a pretty bad case of ick, actually. Um, that's cleared up now. So I'm happy to report they are ick-free. I'm not going to list them, though, for, see, they've been ick-free for a few days. It, it, they need to be cleaned for at least a week before I list them. So if you're looking for Bosmani rainbows, um, I have a bunch and they will be ready in a few more days. I just want to make sure they're clear for a week, have time to kind of fully recover from being sick before they are for sale. The CPDs that came in, a lot of people wanted those, Celestial Pearl Danios. Um, They're doing well. Um, I'm not losing any more. I did lose a few during the treatment process. Um, They're still thin though. So whatever disease they were dealing with, I think is treated. Now I've just got to fatten them up and it's going to take a while. So CBDs are going to be a few weeks, unfortunately. Um, Got a massive shipment in this Monday. Um, Usually when I order, I get maybe a quarter to half of the items I order. This time I got everything. So I think I ordered like 13 items and I got all 13, which surprised the heck out of me. Um, so I got a big old order in and I'll be uh, doing a video and showing you all that as time goes on. But anyway, that's that's what's going on here at Dan's Fish. Um, well, let me tell you, hang on, can I find? No, I'll, yeah, hang on, I, I, I'm excited about this stuff. Let me tell you what we got in, just a moment here. I've got to find the... Uh, the invoice because I can't actually remember everything. Okay, so here's what we got in. Um, red lizard catfish, which turned out not to be a catfish at all. They are a heel stream loach that looks a lot like a stick catfish. So they're pretty cool. I hope they do well. They're not what I was expecting. I was expecting a Laura Carraday, like a uh, like a South American pleco type stick, red lizard catfish, right? Um, those, they're, they're totally different in Asian species of loach, but they look very similar. So I'm hoping they do well. I finally got some pseudomugil Ivanstaffei. I've been wanting to get those for a long time. Um, when they are available, usually they're price prohibitive. Um, but I found a good batch at a decent price. So Ivanstoff's blue eye, um, got some of those. Got more fricata rainbows. Finally, I know that hey Lumpy Dog, welcome. Glad you made it. Um, got some more Fricata rainbows, pseudomugal forcatus, little cheerleader fish. Um some Johanna cichlids, which did I did not order. I tried to order a species of, <laughs> of a pistogramma. And what I got was Pseudotrophus johannai, if that's even still the genus they're listed under. So as soon as they're out of quarantine, I'm going to be listing those for super cheap because I they're not a fish that I, I want to keep. I mean, I love Rift Lake cichlids. I'm just not set up for them. So that was a surprise. Big group of johannai, which for those that don't know... Um, really beautiful fish, but super mean, like, like mangano mean, like, oh, just, but here they are. This is them. Really pretty, really aggressive. Uh, you kind of need a big group of them or they will, you, you have a, oh, anyway, for someone who knows Mabuna and wants Mabuna and knows how to take care of aggressive Mabuna, um, I'll have them for super cheap as soon as they're out of quarantine, just because I did not order that fish. Um, did get some Agassizis, uh Epistogramma agazizii. at least I think. They do not look like they're steel blue Epistos, which is great, because usually when I order Epistos, um, they come in and they're steel blues, even if I order something else. I like steel blues. But when you're expecting Agazzizzii and you get steel blues, then it's an issue, right? Got some um, Pandurai. Is that the the Panda Episto? Uh, Is it Pandurini? I forget. But I got a group of those in. I'm hoping they do well. Um, They came in pretty rough. Tail fins, like, eaten away by ammonia burn. Like, they're going to need some time to recover, haven't lost any, though, and they are responding to the medications. So I'm hopeful that they pull through. Um, got some Samurai Garamis, which are doing great. Got some uh, panchax Gardneri, which I hope will do well. They're in a mid-stage right now. They'll either recover or or we've got an issue. They're acting a little funny. Uh, they've been acting funny since I since they arrived. I'm hoping they snap out of it. Um, some more chocolate gouramis and some blue tetras um, are, are the, the main highlights. So it was an interesting week um, to order the fish and get everything I ordered. That never happens, ever. Usually I'm lucky if I get half of what I order and it's usually less. So so there was a little bit of scrambling. Thankfully I had plenty of free tanks, but so I was able to get everyone a tank for acclimation. But (laughs) when I I got the invoice, I was like, they emailed me the invoice before I went to pick them up from the airport. I was like, there's no way, there's no way. Then I went to the airport and I saw the size of the boxes. I was like, oh man. Maybe I did get everything I ordered. Then I got home and I opened them up and I'm like, yep, got it all. Except for these are Johanna icicles." <laughs> so. Which could be my fault. You know, when I entered the code to order, maybe I put in the wrong number or letter or something. Um, it could be my fault. Could be their fault. But either way, I've got them. And I'm, as soon as they're out of quarantine, I'm blowing them out. All right, that's kind of the update. Let me get set up here so I can see your chat easily so I can get to questions and comments. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna try to like, uh, I don't know, um, be a little more concise maybe in in my, when I answer questions and comments. Um, but I don't wanna be so like curtailed that it's, it doesn't, it, it's not a fun discussion or um, or someone doesn't get all the information they, they need or is just not engaging. So what I'm trying to do is find that balance between um, answering all the questions and comments and getting to everyone versus digging in really deep to questions and comments, but not getting to a lot of them by the time we get to the end of the live stream or having chat jump so far that I simply can't get back up to find the questions and comments I missed. So that's going to be my goal today. We'll see how we do. Um, I'll probably start uh, doing it and then get into it and totally forget this. But I, I never want to be that live stream where people are just getting one word or five word answers to their questions and comments. I really want to engage. So it might end up being a thing where um I get to all I can in, in the hour and a half. We do this till 8.30 my time, mountain time. And everyone else, I just can't get to you or, or I have to be a little more curtailed. But speaking of curtailing, I'm going to, to curtail that and get to this. So scrolling up to the top, Joe Coffee, 9476. Nice work. Great job leading that drive. Oh, for Candy? Oh, it was my pleasure. Um, Candy and her family do a ton for us. And I wish there was more I could do. And um, if if there's anyone anyone else can think of to do, um, that family is deserving of all our support. Michael Wentworth, no breeding is pleasure tea tonight. I'm disappointed. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you, you got to change your clothes occasionally after wearing it three weeks straight. It was kind of getting stiff and stinky, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just joking for those that don't know sarcasm. Um, nurse Beckus, you're amazing for helping Miss Candy. She is the best. Oh, I you all helped her. You're you're the ones that helped. I just I just said let's help Candy and you all rose to the challenge. So thank you all. Anyone that helped out, very much appreciated. And I know she appreciates it too. Um yeah, I talked to her, she was very touched, very moved, and very grateful because massive unexpected medical bills uh, in and bills for medications and then to have a big part of your house break your furnace right when the first snowstorm of the year hits uh, you know yeah skippers aquariums remember if you have a question to make sure you type at dance fish yes so it highlights for me so i can get to it everything else i assume is just chatter among yourselves um skippers aquariums will help bring my attention to to questions and comments I miss if they didn't highlight for me or if chat jumped and things. But yeah, please do. And hello, Slippery Fish Aquatics. Hey, good to have you here. I hope you're doing well. Hope hope your Get Gills store is doing well. By the way, Get Gills is booming right now. Thank you to everyone that is using it. Let me just show you. Um, Check this out. 1,810 products have been listed at Get Gills. Um, which is fantastic. There are some amazing fish on here. Um, there's some really cool live bears. Amst Aquatics has some neat stuff. Um, stone catfish, those are cool. They, they had some plecos, though, that I wanted to show. They might have sold out, though. Looks like they might have sold out. Um, and there are some Krakodon species on sale there right now. Um, let me see if I I don't know how to spell Krakadon let me see if I can spell lateralis (laughs) Uh, yeah I'm not going to be able to find it on the fly just because I don't know how to spell that well but um, yeah there's some really neat stuff that's been listed so thank you to everyone that's listing your stuff there Um, I feel like it's reaching a critical mass to the point that um, there's enough stuff there that more people are going and finding what they need. And so everyone's selling more. Um, when that happens, everyone in the community sells more, whether they have a large store or a small store or whatever. So getgills.com, if you're looking for fish or if you have um, fish and aquarium hobby stuff to sell, you can do that at getgills.com for those that don't know. Diva, Madfish Diva, can they go with angels? Yes, I think thread finicaras could go with angels. Um, I don't think that would be a problem. I have ember tetras in with my thread finicaras, and they're not bothering them. I have beta rubra in with them, they're not bothering them. I have some Limion Nigrafasciata in with them, they're not bothering them. I haven't tried them specifically with angels, but I but they don't really bother each other either. Now when they get big and a pair you know start spawning, you might have your typical cichlid things to deal with although i don't think it's going to be the same as a lot of other species where they just pound and pound and pound each other um, but once they get full grown and pair off there might be some issues but i think it's more going to be among themselves not so much against other species unless the other species um, is very similar like another fish from that genus or maybe a geophagus that looks very similar and acts similar things like that. So, Oh, by the way, I want to make a correction when we did the giveaway for the geophagus surinamensis, Um, I, from my research and from what I've seen, I've never seen one over eight inches. So I said, I think I said in the live stream six to eight inches was the max size because that's the biggest I've seen. And that's kind of what I've read. Um, like in reality, I know they can get bigger sometimes, but in reality, I think six to eight inches is right. But then I was reading over the chat on the replay recently, and I saw that Kaler's Aquatics, our very own Bob Kaler, has some that are eleven inches or more. So, so I guess I was wrong. If you know, if Bob's got some and they're eleven inches, then I believe them. I've never seen them that big. But apparently they can get that big. So um, hopefully whoever got those, um, hopefully I didn't mislead you too badly by saying like eight inches or so. Uh, Didn't mean to mislead you. As far as I knew, that's the biggest I'd ever experienced or seen. But apparently Bob grows fish big. So, man, if I was a fish, I'd want to be Bob's fish. (laughs) So I just wanted to say that like the editorial, you know, in the newspaper, when you print something wrong and someone and then you find out later, ooh, that wasn't quite right trying to be up front about that stuff um because aquatics great deal yeah for the uh, thread finicaras 12 bucks each folks for good size ones they're not full grown they're still small enough to ship well but big enough that they're uh they're hardy and tough and getting a little color mm-hmm. okay Michael Wentworth, I got to your super chat. We're making pretty good time here then. Reels stinks. I guess I'm the one that didn't make it. I'm the one that didn't make it. Oh, no. Did you have some trouble, Reels? Oh, the box that didn't make it yet. Well, then there's two. The Santa Marias that were won last week are still in the mail. And it sounds like Reel's box is still in the mail, too, then. Okay, I guess I, I guess I misspoke. I guess there's two instead of one. They still haven't made it. For a sec there, Reels, I thought that you meant the fish didn't make it. I was like, what? <laughs> I think you're talking about the box not making it yet. Yeah. Alien World Aquatics, I will let you know how the Endlers are when they arrive. Yep, I appreciate that. I always like hearing that. And, you know, I like knowing, too, like a week later, a month later, because my entire mission is to run things by a process that actually gets fish to people alive and in such a way that they remain alive so people like the hobby stay in the hobby and we can grow the hobby and grow the entire industry Um, this industry has suffered the aquarium industry it, it doesn't grow as quickly as its potential just because people get fish often because of how the supply chain works and um, how the industries typically run, people often get fish in that are not ready to be sold yet. They're super stressed from all their travel. Um, their immune system is compromised. They're, they're just going through a hard time. And so they get sick on people and die on people, right? I'm trying to change that. And so I like hearing, did the fish arrive alive? And then if you let me know in a week or two, hey, they're still alive or nope, they all died or whatever, it helps me know if I'm actually fulfilling my mission, what I'm trying to do, Um, which is make it so that people get the fish, they live, they have a good experience so they stay in the hobby, Um, maybe get another aquarium, right? And the whole industry grows to its potential because right now it is growing every year. It's an expanding industry, but its growth is curtailed curtailed by that negative experience people have when they get to fish they're all excited and then they got stressed fish and they didn't make it right so anyway i'm i always like to hear the reports it's useful and helpful it, and it keeps me it, it helps me know if what i'm doing is working or if i need to look for adjustments new mexico aquatics i'm still working on breeding cherry barbs but my tank has Neo shrimp as well. Will shrimp eat fish eggs? I think I've heard you say that Neo shrimp clean fish eggs, a little Bobby. Well, little Bobby, I use um, Neo caradina shrimp and caradina shrimp as well. Crystal reds will do this too, um, to nurse eggs. So if I'm having trouble with a group of eggs and they're fungusing and I don't know what else to do, my, my last thing that I'll try is we'll put them in an aquarium with um with some cherry shrimp or some crystal red shrimp or what have you and oftentimes it works the shrimp will clean off the eggs and keep them kind of moving and eat detritus and stuff off them so they stay clean so they don't uh kind of get stagnant spots of grossness on them which cause the egg to, to decompose or get an infection or get a bacterial growth on them, things like that, right? So in my experience, cherry shrimp do a great job helping eggs. That being said, I haven't done them with cherry barbs. Cherry barbs have fairly small eggs. So if they're small enough and delicate enough that when the shrimp is tumbling them, they break, you know, then the shrimp's gonna eat them. But I haven't run into that yet. So I think in my experience, it's always been positive, but I don't think I've tried them specifically with cherry shrimp. So I wonder if there are fish species whose eggs are small enough or just super delicate that they are damaged by the shrimp. I I don't know. I haven't run into that species yet, but I don't use shrimp with all the species. I just use them when I'm like, I don't know what else to do. Let's try this. And then sometimes it works. That's how I bred Fundulus catenatus, um, the northern studfish. Let me show you this fish. This is amazing. This is a native killifish. It gets big, like nine inches, and they're stunning. They look like an aphiosemium striatum. Uh, They have these red rows of dots on them. And then they've got lemon yellow fins and like a black bar on the edge when they're They're really uh, kind of fired up. That black bar is really black and the yellow is really yellow, kind of like this. And they lay really large, tough eggs. But um, I was having some issues with getting them to hatch. I finally threw them in to a a tank of crystal red shrimp at the time. And uh, they hatched. They did great. I did that with Lamprichtes tanganicanus too, the the tanganican lampi. Um, yeah, done it with lots of species. Now those species though have large, tough eggs. I, I can't say that I've tried it with tiny little egg scatterer eggs. All right, Bob Kaler telling folks how to get it to highlight for me. So I see your question or comment. Thank you, Kaler's Aquatics, appreciate it. Michael Wentworth, dibs on the Ivan Um Let me know when they're ready. All right. Yeah. um, It's so far so good. They look great. Um, Hopefully they keep doing well. And uh, I think not this Friday, but if all continues to go well, Friday of next week, they'll be ready to go. I mean, you say that and something happens. It's really funny. Like uh, sometimes fish come in and they appear to be struggling and then they're tough as nails. and You don't have a problem. Sometimes fish come in. They look great. But there's some latent thing and a few days later or a week later, it manifests. Then it's like, oh, it's like a heartbreaker. So hopefully they all do well. Rockford Fishkeeping. I've been looking for thoughts. I've been looking for thoughts. The African cichlids. Rockford, I'm sorry. I'm not sure exactly what you're asking there. I think that uh, autocorrect got you or something. But um, if you want Johani. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you know enough about Mabuna to keep aggressive Mabuna. Um, I, I don't remember how much they cost, but I'm going to be selling them for pretty much what they cost just to just to move them out because I'm not set up for African cichlids. You got Milanochromis Johannae. OK, so they're Melanochromus, not Pseudotropheus. They're mean like all Chromis, but not as bad as Erotus. Oh, yeah, I know Erotus. Erotus and bumblebees yeah trust me <laughs> so i used to work in a facility that um that did mainly african rift lake cichlids and mainly lake malawi so a lot of peacocks haps and mabuna so i do i do have some experience with them and things um and i do like them it's just i have soft water here i'm not set up for them and so i i want to i want to move them out <laughs> Michael Wentworth, I know you do some pretty good-sized orders from your supplier. What would you say your overall success rate is after shipping, receiving, and QT? Michael, I'd have to, on my end, me getting the fish, not me shipping the fish. Um, I've, that's a very good question. I've not crunched the numbers. Um, I mean, I, I know what the profit margin is for the business, so I know we're not we don't lose a lot. But I've never said... Okay, this many fish arrived how many made it through to the point where I start selling them I've never done that study that would be good to know um, yeah I can't answer that I'm sorry I just uh, whatever I did would be spitballing and um, probably not accurate that's a good question though I, I want to know that for myself now I know it's pretty good But I'm not sure what it is. Lumby Dog, every time I order and it skipped on me. <laughs> I was trying to keep up, man, a little better. For those that haven't been here before, I can get way behind in the chat because uh because I try to give people some attention, you know, when they leave a question or comment. And I also look at it as just a point to start a discussion from, right? Um, so <laughs> okay here we go every time I order from dance fish I get exactly what I ordered and then some yeah I'm glad your order uh, made it lumpy dog and I I hope you like that little surprise I put in the box and thanks for modding thanks for being an awesome moderator lumpy dog was my first mod ever so it's been here for a while Jeff Chambers those Panduro pistols look so cool did you get males and females um not quite sure they came in and the fins were kind of in trouble and they were a little, they were a little crampy and things. And I put in a lot of hiding spots for them. So I haven't, I've checked them for health, but I haven't, when I move them to another tank, I'll have a better idea. Um, I kind of just do health checks and make sure everyone's okay, but I, I haven't got them out of all the hiding places and stuff so I can sex them. Uh, I think, i hope so but i haven't even looked for that yet jeff edward rodriguez if they're acting funny maybe you got clownfish (laughs) i'm here all week folks try the veal tip your waiters nice edward nice madfish diva i totally nerd out here at dancefish i love it here well we love having you diva and by the way, I like your live streams, too. Um, whenever I can catch one, I think I've caught one. Yeah. Yeah. I've been on your live streams. It was a good time. Skippers Aquariums, what do you think about Madagascar Rainbow Fish? I love them. Um, my experience with them is that they're hardy, they're peaceful, they're interesting to watch because they're constantly in motion. Um, they have a lot of color. OK, so, oh man, I have a horrible picture of them. I don't have it anymore because I ran out of stock, but the pictures I have of them on at DansFish.com, they just don't, I can't photograph them well. They kind of look like a brown dart when I photograph them, but when they're settled in and they're healthy and happy, they get all kinds of color and highlights and spangling and sparkles and yellows and reds and neat contrast with the uh, dark lines they get on them and things i think they're fantastic um yeah madagascar rainbow fish once they get over the import thing and they recover they're pretty darn hardy and beautiful and peaceful i like them a lot and they're not super expensive like a lot of rainbow fish um i don't think they're actually a rainbow fish they're they're an honorary rainbow fish they're uh, a different family from what I understand. Closely related, but, but a different family than actual rainbow fish. But yeah, I think they're fantastic. Do you still have some breeding for pleasure sticker? Our breeding is... <laughs> jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's in here? What is this? Um, do you s- Let me start over. Michael Wentworth. <laughs> Michael Wentworth asks, "Do you still have some breeding as pleasure stickers? If so, I'll buy some, cash and steal some from you. I'll buzz you some cash and steal fr- some from you. Oh, no need for cash. Yeah, just let me know how many you want. I-, I still got some. I'm happy to send them, Michael. No worries. Small fry aquatics. Hey everybody. Hey small fry. Welcome again. Alien world. Need to get jacked on Jack's t-shirt." Yeah, that might be a good one. Get jacked on jacks and then like a picture of a beautiful, like uh, one of these electric bluejack Demsies. Yeah. <laughs> might be the next one. If anyone has a question or comment, okay, so leave it at Dan's Fish, like Kayla's Aquatic says, and I'll see it, generally. <laughs> if I don't, it wasn't on purpose, I promise. Maple Street Aquatics, are you close to the GVAC club? No, Grand Valley Aquatic. Aquarium club. I'm not. I'm in Wyoming. They're in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, They were nice enough to fly me out there and host me and stuff so I could give a talk at their club meeting. But nope. (laughs) Pretty far away. Steve's Aquatics. I would buy more, but without so many photos on. But with. okay, hang on. Steve's Aquatics. I would buy more, but so many without photos on Get Gills. Yeah, I think we fixed that, though. Um, Some folks had a good suggestion for Get Gills, which was how we manage that. So now if you're into, let's say, catfish, if you have a picture, you're located towards the top. Sorry, that's got to be blinding. If you don't have an image, then your listing goes towards the bottom. So I think we've we fixed that. It used to be that um, there were a lot of postings without pictures and they were rising to the top and people were like disengaging a little bit. So we made that change. So now postings with uh, photos, with pictures are privileged. So they rise to the top. So um, hopefully that helps Steve's Aquatics. But um, but yeah, if someone wants to list there without listing a picture, they can. But now you get to see all the stuff with pictures before you get to that. So thanks again to those that uh, made that suggestion. I remember uh, Lumpy Dog was one of the people. And some other people were involved in that. Um, but thanks. So we've we've made that change. We're working on the change of making guppies their own category. Uh, I just haven't got to that one yet. Skipper's Aquarium. Steve's Aquatics says I would buy more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Thank you. GRB... You sure it's not GBR? (laughs) German Blue Ram. GRB Aquatics, have you bred the thread finicaras, Dan? They are challenging. I have not bred them. Nope. Um, I've seen people do it in a flower pot that's turned upside down and has a hole knocked in the top just big enough for the fish to go in. Um, so Threadfinnicars have a pretty interesting spawning strategy. So in the wild, what's gonna happen is the female is gonna dig a series of burrows. Think like a prairie dog, right? So they're like prairie dogs. So these females dig this these burrows with lots of different entrances and false pass, passages and things like that, and then it's the female that goes out and attracts the male to her burrow. They spawn the female kind of tends the eggs, the male guards the territory. So it's kind of interesting. It's different than a lot of cichlids. A, there's burrows and B, it's the female that creates the spawning site and and attracts the male. So, um, so yeah, that's, how do you duplicate that in captivity? It's really hard to provide a substrate where the female can actually burrow and make prairie dog type burrows down under the substrate, right? So the idea is a a largest. Largish flower pot, small hole, so they can go in there and, and, and kind of simulate a burrow. You can also do it with PVC pipe. You can put that together and make a series of burrows, different diameters of pipe, so they can choose where they want to be, things like that. Um, now, I think they're challenging because of that and because they probably need a fairly large aquarium to spawn. Um, and when they're in spawning mode, they, they could be aggressive to other Thread Finacaras. But I know they aren't difficult to spawn because they are being bred in large numbers on fish farms. And fish farms don't breed anything that's really difficult to spawn because it's not cost effective for them. So um, it, it can definitely be done. But yeah, they, they are not as simple as a lot of fish that'll just like... Like a German Blue Ram, go find a rock, you know, spawn on it. You're done. I mean, they they are they do they do have a different system than than a lot of your cichlids. Kins Aquatics. If anyone has a okay, thank you, Bob. Reels, uh, Bob just letting us know how to leave an at dance fish so it highlights. Reels tanks. The box will be here tomorrow. Yes, I, I hope so. Indeed. Skipper's Aquariums. At Novice Aquatics question is, thanks uh, Thomas for bringing this to my attention. What do you recommend for a 55 gallon planted tank with spotted quarries and a bristlenose pleco? Oh man, the the possibilities are endless. Um, Honestly, you could put so much in there. I, I would need it narrowed down a bit to help you. But quarries are super peaceful and can go with lots of different fish almost anything that doesn't get big enough that it could attack and hurt the quarry um plecos are kind of the same way bristlenose plecos so you could do a bunch of tetras in there you could get rainbow fish in there you could get killifish you could get um man you could get almost anything that's peaceful and doesn't get massive so uh novice aquatics if if you like could tell me a list of five or ten fish that you're like would these do okay in that setup then i could tell you yes or no but there's so many things that could go in that size tank like that's a good four foot long tank of 55 gallon generally and you can put a lot in there there's lots of different options um tree ltd at varanid guy Oh, telling yeah, yeah. So, Veranda guy, if you asked a question or a comment and I didn't see it because it didn't highlight, if you highlight it for me, I'll see it. But um, yeah, thanks, Chewy, for helping out with that. Because aquatics list in my Facebook page. If you want to go see that, feel free. The Dance Fishes, uh, Dance Fish Facebook page, or the Get Gills Facebook page. That's actually the the more active one um get gills on facebook is a a great group where the community gets together and interacts and shows what they're doing and answers questions and there's lots of you know videos of what's going on in people's aquariums and stuff um my facebook uh page or yeah page is is basically me saying hey i've got a live stream tonight or um these fish are available for sale now it's it's kind of like uh, Business y, whereas Get Gills is more like community y, <laughs> if that makes sense. So pick your poison and join up on Facebook. Nurse Beck raising the bar at Dance Fish. That's the goal. Um, so, my mission statement is actually this Dance Fish is changing the narrative in the aquarium industry. And what's the narrative is changing? It's changing the narrative from, yeah, I used to have aquariums and fish, but they all died. So, you know, I threw the tank in the garage and meh. Two, yes, I love my aquarium. That's what I'm trying to change is that reaction I usually get from friends and family when they come over and see my aquariums is, yeah, I used to have fish, but they all died. It's like a negative narrative, right? It's a negative connotation. But what I want people to say is, oh, man, I love my aquarium. I get home from work. I watch it. It relaxes me. It keeps me in touch with nature. Um, makes my heart rate go down. <laughs> you know, uh, that's the narrative we need in this industry to, uh, to grow the industry to its potential. And that's the whole reason I'm doing what I'm doing. Edward Rodriguez. I get conflicting info on EBJDs, So electric blue Jack Demsies, some say peaceful, some say mean as originals size info, some say five to nine inches suggestions on reliable sites. Um, so the best site I know of for just like finding quick information on fish that is that that is more likely to be reliable than not is seriously fish. It's a great website. Let me show it to you. Um in One of the reasons I like it is it's more or less peer-reviewed. So you can look up things, find out about species, and then people can respond. So if there's a listing about a species that has misinformation, people can respond and say, nope. (laughs) Right? And so then the listing can be changed. And so that's, I would say, the one that is the quickest to go to to find information that's more likely to be um, accurate than not. One of the reasons, though, that electric bluejack Demsies have such a wide range of information about them is they're, they're so variable. They're not a hybrid, but um, you can't, from what I understand, you can't breed electric blues to electric blues. You have to breed um, I think heterozygous normals. So two normal looking fish that carry the electric blue gene, you breed those together. A portion of that spawn will be electric blue. A portion will be uh, normal looking. And that's how you propagate that fish. If I remember correctly, um, my friend, friend John Neiman used to breed a ton of them. And I remember going to his uh, place and, and seeing his setup. And I th- if I remember right, I think that's what he said. Um, I don't think you can do electric blue to electric blue, or you'll get a lethal gene. It, it won't work out. So that being said, there's a lot of variability in, in the electric blues. Cause you can't just breed electric blue to electric blue. So I think that part of the reason for all that different information that you're getting is there's a lot of variability in the strain itself. From what I've seen though, they stay smaller and they're not as aggressive, um, and that's been my experience and what I've seen in other people's aquariums that keep them. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Varanid guy, what's a varanid? Let me see. Varanid, is this? Oh, okay. You're into monitor lizards. Cool. You're into reptiles. Varanid guy. I'm loving the look of the African glass catfish. They're awesome. I'm thinking of getting some for 75. Would that be an appropriate size? Yes, that's what I have mine in. Is it planted? They'll love it planted. It is planted. They'll love that. Do they do best with a group of six or more? Yeah, more, more, more. Um I... <sighs> And uh, you can keep okay. So here's the thing. That fish comes from open water and flowing rivers. It's basically a plankton feeder. So what they do is they shoal in massive numbers, school really. They're a schooling fish in massive numbers. They swim midwater and they pick up little bits of plankton and stuff that they have they find flowing in the current. They're a very strong swimmer, they appreciate some current. And their entire mode of feeling safe is being in a large school. If they don't have enough of their conspecifics with them in that school, they won't be as comfortable. So what usually happens if you see African glass catfish um, in a store is there'll be a few in there and they'll be like up in the corner, like huddled up in the corner, just, just in some kind of hiding space being super stressed and just hanging out and they're going to die They're because they feel so stressed. If you get a big group of them, they're constantly out, they're active, they're confident and they do really well. Is six enough for that effect to happen? I don't know. Um, I know several people that have success with six, but personally, I've seen the difference between just a few of them and a large group of them. I would say get a big group. Make that the centerpiece, this big school of them going around together. They'll be happier. It looks amazing because they really do school together pretty tightly at times. Um, So can six work? Yes, I've seen six work a lot, but you're going to be missing out on a lot of the neat stuff you'll get if you get like 24 of them or so. Um, They're just so much better in a big group. That's what they want to be in. That's when they really shine. Let me dog. 635 when this post was made. <laughs> it's almost eight o'clock here. So I guess I'm 20 minutes behind in chat because of the time difference. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, you put it at 635. Yeah. Wait a minute. Not at six minutes and 35 seconds. I'm not that far behind. Right. <laughs> yep. That's me. That's me. Okay. Okay. Let's see if I can go. No, I don't want to go too quick. I, I don't want to be like so curtailed. It's no fun. Rockford fishkeeping question about the limias. Would they like a treat of um, freeze dried bloodworms? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. So limias and soretails and all that. Um, yeah, you can you can feed them bloodworms and brine shrimp and all that um, for sure. And they'll appreciate it and like it. But you don't want to make it the main component of their diet. Um, something that's fibrous, something that has vegetable content should be um, a big part of their diet. If, if, if all you feed is something with high protein or like mice is high fat as well, uh, that you'll, you'll blow out their liver and kidneys quicker because they naturally eat lots of vegetable matter. their diet but yes absolutely as a treat freeze dried blood worms are great or every other day it's fine maybe right just just don't make it the main part of their diet so typically what i do just to tell you with my limias and things is i'll do a feeding of like spirulina and then the next feeding might be frozen brine shrimp and then maybe spirulina and then tropical flake foods, and then maybe spirulina or something like that, some vegetable thing, and then some P.E. mysis pellets, right? So they can eat everything. They can eat a wide variety, just uh, careful not to get too much fat and too much like animal protein in their diet. The Fish Tank Barn, $5, no more professor for the tip jar. Thank you so much, Fish Tank Barn. Always appreciated, never required, but it does make the wife super happy. When I get a super chat. Um, Perry Marsh, he got Ivanstoffs. Yeah. I got a uh, Sudamugle Ivan in is as far as I know, they're not for Kata. That's what I ordered. Um, and they haven't colored up completely yet, but I think that that's what they are. Jay Adams, those thread fins for the giveaway. That's is eight inch size, just the meat of the fish or the fish in the tail. Um, well, it doesn't count the streamers on the tail. I would say that that's the nose, tip of the nose to the base of the tail. So it doesn't include the length of the tail. But really, for them, eight inches, that's a little, that's, that's really big for one of them. I, seven and a half, maybe six to seven and a half more common. They're not as big as apparently Geophagus cernomensis gets for sure. Is anyone here keeping threadfin uh, acaras and have big ones? Can you chime in and let us know how big yours have gotten or how big you've seen them? Because if they get much over seven and a half, eight inches, um, I would like to be corrected. <laughs> but yeah, without counting the streamers on the tail and stuff, Jay Rockford Fishkeeping. Should have been those looking for those about the Johanni. If you have a list, add me to it. Um, Rockford, would you send me an email, dan at dancefish.com? Uh, because it's a lot easier to do the lists through email. I need email addresses. Um, and just say, hey, I, I, I'm interested in the Johanni. If you do that, then I'll put you on a list that as soon as they're available, I'll send you an email. So if you email me, let me know you're interested. I'll email you back when they are interested. The email is dan at dansfish.com. There's no good way to do that here in, in chat. Aquafunk Aquatics, how big do the thread fin scars have to be to be able to tell the difference between male and from female? Well, I'm really bad at sexing thread fins. To me, the males and females don't have a lot of difference until they get Pretty darn good size. Um, mine are around three inches, give or take a bit, and I can't sex them yet. I'm gonna guess right around the, for a male. You know, someone that's really good at sexing them might be able to sex mine right now, but I'm not that good at sexing them. So, um, four to five inches maybe for a male is my guess, Aquafunk. For me, to be able to sex them, they probably have to be bigger than that even. Michael Wentworth, what's the most costly emotional or financially mistake you've experienced since keeping fish? What advice would you share to help people avoid repeating it? For me, I remember it. I was a 14-year-old kid. I had been maybe 13, something like that, been looking for uh killifish for a long time been dreaming about them i'd seen pictures in the books of the library couldn't get them couldn't get them couldn't find them finally my local fish store got in a pair or a pair got in some gardener eye fundal panchecks gardener eye got them put them in a tank We're like an inch of peat moss across the bottom of this ten-gallon tank, which is totally the wrong way to set that fish up. But (laughs) for long term, I didn't know that. So did everything, you know, done my research, did my best to give them a special tank and all that, and you know, cleaned the tank religiously, and couldn't find the male. Couldn't find one of the males. There was more than one. Didn't know what had happened. Thought maybe it's hiding. Couldn't figure it out. It was missing. I was looking. I couldn't find it. I looked around. It hadn't jumped on the floor. I couldn't figure out where one of them had gone. And then the next time I went to clean the tank, I get the siphon tube. I put it down and I see it all dried up in the siphon tube. I'd sucked it up into the siphon tube and it got stuck in there and died. And I just remember being just devastated because when you're that age, and you're looking forward to Christmas forever, right? It's like that. <laughs> and then you get the thing you've wanted for so long. And then you kill it accidentally when you're trying to do the opposite. You're working so hard to keep it healthy and happy. Yeah, that was the worst. I, I will never forget that one, I don't think, Michael. Chewy LTD. Lol, coming from Calgary. Calgary. Where a biochemist did a report for the local aquarium society, we almost considered the water part of the Rift Valley cichlids. Our aquarium, our water is hard as rock. Yep, liquid rock. A, a lot of North America is like that. Skipper's aquariums at Aquafunk. Question: How? Okay, got that one. Thank you, Skipper's. Happened to see it. 132 are watching. Thanks for being here, everybody. If we could take a moment to share this out, like, subscribe, hit notification bells, all that, Uh, get some more folks in here. And um, yeah, if subscriptions are so helpful, (laughs) just if you wouldn't mind doing any of those things, it would be greatly appreciated. Just one more fish with Josh Spink. I I love that. Just one more fish with Josh Spink. (laughs) sounds like a primetime, like uh, talk show or something. First time catching you live. I love the show plans in the works for a fish room in my garage. Awesome. Want to work with multiple shrimp species. That sounds fantastic. Um, you might know this already, but I documented the entire build of this fish room on the YouTube channel. So if you're wondering about racks or drilling aquariums or, HVAC systems, uh, like air recirculators, um, furnaces, auto water change systems, all that stuff. It's it's all documented how this room was built out. So if that helps you at all, then um, it might be worth checking out. And thanks for being here. Glad you caught the show. Glad you like it. GRB Aquatics, maybe mangrove jack for Jack's t-shirt. Also stunning fish, toothy but beautiful. And delicious, from what I understand. <laughs> G- GRB Aquatics, yes, Terracotta Pipe Cave worked. Good for spawning the thread fins. Yes, very interesting to watch. Cool. All right, so that worked for you as well. That's how I've seen it done. Big pipe, knock the spot in the top out, and the thread fins will go in, think they're in their burrow, and spawn. Indeed. Need a pretty good-sized tank, though, because they, they have a lot of fry, and they'll want to defend that spot. Rockford Fishkeeping Can Libya Niger Fasciata eat fruit fee- Okay, I already got that one Okay, Aquatics Agree to dance fish It is important to have a standard that is reliable Yeah, I mean, you gotta come up with So if you're running Any business You have to come up with processes That are reliable and repeatable Right? Um, that's, what, that's what Henry Ford did <laughs> to, to revolutionize Kind of how things were manufactured, but how do you do that with something that's alive? Like, I I read a lot of books on business. I I try to educate myself as much as I can. I attend a lot of lectures at business schools and things like that. Uh, By the way, for those that don't know, you can get free access to lots of great courses and things like that online from top universities and things. It's awesome. It's awesome. This internet thing, but you know, I always have to take what they have though and be like, "Okay, I'm not selling wrenches or hammers or something like that. I'm selling this live thing. So how do I take what I'm learning and apply it to, to something that is alive. So A, it deserves respect, right? We want to treat it as well as we can and B, um, your business will fail if you don't, or should fail. <laughs> There's some places I can't believe are in business, but should fail if you don't figure out how to like reliably um, get the fish to your customers in such a way that your customers are healthy. So yeah, have been working on it a long time. Um, Kayla's Aquatics has actually seen me work through a lot of this. So you've been here for a couple of years now, haven't you, Bob? Something like that. From the beginning. So. Thanks to you and other people that have given feedback and gone through this with me. I I learn all the time. I'm always open to suggestions. I'm always open to making the process better or finding out if something did go wrong. Um, Was there a temperature issue? Do I need to change uh, my insulation? Do I need thicker insulation? Do I need bigger heat packs, smaller heat packs? How do I do this, right? So thank you, Bob, for uh, being with me on this journey and helping me find a standard that's, uh, reliable and repeatable. Joe coffee, nine, four, seven, six. My aquariums cause me to almost be late to everywhere I go. I get stuck watching and staring. Hey, it's healthier than television. And that does the same thing. <laughs> Joe coffee. I think that's awesome. Me too. Um, cause They'll be doing something that I haven't seen before or something that I just find so interesting and fascinating, even if I have seen it before. And they'll like they'll start a spawning display and I'll be like, oh, man, I have to watch this because I know how awesome this is. And I know it's temporary. So I don't want to leave. Right. So I'm, I'm breeding betta and Bellis right now. And when they start spawning, it's just like I have trouble pulling myself away to get stuff done because it's so beautiful. It's so interesting. It's so unique how they, how betta spawn. So, by the way, got another successful spawn of uh, betta embellus. Have several juveniles I'm raising up. Some of them are around a quarter of an inch or so at this time. Um, some are so small that they just became free swimming. And I've got one more batch, uh, one more pair that I put together. As soon as I get that batch from them, then my plan is to go ahead and, and sell those breeding pairs so that other people can have a shot at them as well. But they're doing pretty well. i got some, some betta and bellis coming up. I'm pretty excited. That's a fish that we, I mean, I like betta splendens, but betta and bellis, the fact that they're peaceful, so you can keep a big group of them, males and females, together in a nice planted aquarium. I mean, imagine an aquarium just full of beautiful bettas. It's just, ah, yeah, we've, we've got to get them more common in the hobby. Because I like Splendens, but they are seriously a better choice than Splendens just because they're peaceful. Um, so yeah, hopefully I can send them on to the next person. They can get a bunch and, and we can have enough that they become as common as Splendens. That would be amazing to me. Edward Rodriguez, thank you. Seriously, fish bookmarked, good. I'm, I'm glad you found that useful. I like that site a lot. Sorry, my lips are a little dry. Uh, Winter time, all the furnaces kick on. All the humidity from the air is sucked away by the furnaces. Start getting really dry. Um, Kelsey Aquatics, uh, reminding fish, uh, reminding folks how to list things so that I see their question or comment. So. Uh, The fish kid, if you relist your question or comment that I missed. Oh, do you have a favorite fish? I see it right there. Um, Yes, killifish. I love killifish. I love all killifish. Mostly the West African species are the ones that I'm super passionate about. And if there's one species that I had to choose, it would be Fundalopanchax garden rye. Just because they're hardy, they're easy to breed and they were the first fish that i maybe truly fell in love with as a kid so there's some nostalgia there as well ginger graves 5 bucks thank you ginger at team Betta and Bellis. awesome um glad to see so this is what i'm talking about so i i sold some betta cochina to ginger graves oh a few months ago now right ginger and this week she sent me a picture of how they're doing and so i that's so gratifying to see months after Someone gets a fish from you that they're colored up and they're beautiful and they're hardy and they're doing well. So, Ginger, thank you for that. I appreciate that. That feedback. I would appreciate knowing the opposite, too, though. If someone is having trouble like a week or two later, that helps me, too. Um, Jay Adams, the giveaway thread fins you said are eight ish inches. Is that the body? Oh, so the ones I have for sale are not eight in- or for sale. The ones I have for sale or to give away are not eight inches. That's how big they can grow to. In fact, probably more like seven and a half, six um, six to eight, right? Um, the ones I have currently for sale are around three inches, give or take a bit. What I was trying to say is the ones I have are about three inches, but they grow to, Around eight inches or so Okay, fish tank barn. Thanks again for the super chat that fish kid. Do you have a certain schedule when feeding your fish? Yes, so um, So I'm this is my job, so I'm here all day, right, so I wake up I come down here I do a, a general check of the new fish for health Uh, make sure they're okay. Then I feed all the fish. Then before I shower, I go through and pull any dead fish. And I do that purposely before I shower so that um, I'm more likely to be cleaned up (laughs) for the rest of the fish. I don't want to spread disease. So I like to shower after I pull dead fish, if there are any. Now, I don't want to give you the impression that there's always dead fish. There aren't. But I do inspect, and if there are dead fish, I pull them before I take a shower in the morning to start my day. So it's kind of feed, pull dead fish, shower, um, and then come back down, medicate, still in the morning, right? And then do all the other work I have to do. And then in the afternoon, uh, especially smaller fish that are still growing, give them another feeding, and then sometimes in the evening, give them another feeding. It depends on the size of the fish and if it's growing rapidly and the species and stuff. But um, since this is my business, I'm, I, can, uh, I can kind of be down here all day long and feed fish as many times as I need to. Bob Kaler, Kaler's Aquatics, $20. Insert clever comment here. <laughs> Bob, Kaler's Aquatics, thank you so much for the super chat and all the support. Uh, never required. Always appreciated. And as you know, makes Brenda, my wife, super happy. So thanks, Bob. Appreciate all you've done for me over the years. It's been great to have you along for the ride. Lumpy Dog, the longfin paleotis quarries on Dan's Fish are really nice looking. Check them out. Thanks, Lumpy Dog. I hope yours are doing well that I sent you. Skippers Aquariums, my longfin Paleotis quarries that I got off you are doing great. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that... uh, they recovered and settled in. Um, I, I know there were some issues when you first got them. I'm sorry about that. Do my best to make that never happen. But I'm glad that they're settling in and doing fine. Alien World Aquatics, what are some other types of endlers that you sell that you think are cool besides the Santa Maria endlers? So I only have one other. Okay. That I sell uh, just the, the tiger endlers or cobra endlers, I guess. Hang on. Yeah, cobra endlers. I have a really nice strain of cobra Cobra Endlers, um, the the colors on them, the the yellows and the blacks contrast really nicely. So that's one I have that I have for sale that I really like. Um, I'm working on a long double sword variety of Santa Maria Endlers. And then I've got a gold variety that's coming up that I'm separating out. I haven't decided if I'm going to work with them or not. It's just a space issue. So I'll either work with them and develop that kind of gold strain of Santa Maria endlers or I'll um, sell them as a project to someone who wants to develop that and has has the space to do it. But I don't have a ton of endler species just because I don't have a ton of tank space. Um, but, man, when I get that warehouse, I have some plans for more endlers, more guppies and, and lots of other kinds of fish, too. New Mexico Aquatics, my wife just walked by. And said, this Dan guy always seems so happy. I said, yeah, he likes fish, little Bobby. You know, it's hard not to be. I'm like, I'm a really lucky dude. I've got, I get to do this for a living. And, you know, there's, and I grew up wanting to do this for a living. And so, I mean, there's, there's two main passions I I have in my life one is aquarium fish and the other is theater i mean besides my wife and kids and and my important relationships friends and things um theater and fish and i've been lucky enough to be able to make a living doing both those things not at the same time necessarily sometimes but one or the other um throughout my life and so it's uh now not always as i was getting my degrees and getting my education and all that I had to work some pretty horrible jobs. Um, So I know what it's like to get up every morning and go to a job you hate that sucks your soul and that that you just just drags by. And every minute you're there, you want to be somewhere else doing something else. I'm lucky enough now. So I've had that experience. I'm lucky enough now to be able to be doing that thing that I always wanted to be doing when I was at those crappy jobs, right? So I don't know, it's hard not to be happy. It's stressful sometimes, just because we're still in early days. I'm trying to raise money for an expansion so that um, I can really make the impact I want to make. Right now, I'm just not large enough to raise the bar in the industry. I mean, hopefully I am. Hopefully there's some people that see the videos and see the results and are impressed enough that they change how they ship fish and things like that and improve their methods or think about their methods. They don't have to do exactly what I'm doing, but, but that they somehow improve what they're doing. Um, but to the goal is to grow to the point where there's enough impact on the industry that other people in the industry have to make a choice, which is, are we going to raise the bar too? Or are we going to get out competed by this Dan guy? And, That's where I'm trying to grow to. So growing to that point, it's stressful. Just like any startup or any endeavor you're starting, you start lean. There's a lot of bootstrapping. There's a lot of top ramen, right? There's a lot of that. So, But even that, even through the stress and the anxiety of like, ooh, this month, things aren't going as hot this month. Are we going to make the mortgage, you know, through all that, um, still... This is more rewarding than those steady jobs that I hated going to. So yeah, it's hard not to be happy. It's hard not to feel like I'm living my best life and on a path to on a path to live my best life. Yeah. GRB aquatics, I did keep them for years, from tiny to full-grown breeders. You are spot on with sizes. We're talking about the thread fin Acaris. Males are larger. Check personal check personality for sexing males have more attitude yeah it's that's why I, that's one reason it's hard for me to sex them right now there's some color coming in and stuff but they haven't really developed that behavioral difference yet all right and we were talking about thread finicaras there for those who just jumped in or wondering what the heck that was about just one more fish with josh <laughs> is it special bin k or is it spink (laughs) i've watched the entire room build series plan to use your rack builds for the shrimp wall cool should be about 30 10 gallon aquariums on that wall using aquarium co-op racks for all the big tanks awesome cool and i can't take credit for the rack building system i got that from ted judy's videos and i don't know where he got it from but Somewhere there's some old-timer that originally had that idea <laughs> that we should all be thinking. Um, candy overalls, Hey, Candy, glad you made it. Welcome. That Fish Kid. Do you ever buy products from sites like Alibaba? If you do, is there any advice you have? Yes, I do use Alibaba. Um, I often use it as the first place I go when I'm trying to find – no, that's not true. I try first to find things – In the United States. Um, Let's take canamycin for an example. I was trying to find canamycin in bulk um, just because I use it regularly. Couldn't find it in bulk. Looked at several manufacturers in the United States that make medicines um, and tried to get them to manufacture canamycin for me. So I could buy it in bulk or not manufacture it for me, but let me buy it from them even if they were already manufacturing it. And um, just no one was willing to do it. So when I can't find it in the United States, then I'll often start my search in Alibaba. And by the way, I've got to be careful. I have yet to be scammed in Alibaba. I have yet to place... A purchase and not get the thing I purchased. I'm sure it happens, but my experience has been pretty positive. Uh, It's confusing. It's not an easy website to use. Uh, There's language and cultural things you have to go through if you're buying from like, say China or something, but it's been okay. Even if I don't purchase through Alibaba though, often I can find sources there that I can then go contact directly and start a conversation. So Alibaba is great if you can't find it locally and uh, something to know though is the turnaround times are very long. It can take months uh, to get something in either on Alibaba or that you look at and then go contact a distributor or manufacturer in another country. So it's doable. Um, Don't have a lot of advice other than read the reviews like any site like that. Um, But I have yet to be ripped off that I know of, I, maybe my credit card got, I like, I literally had to replace my credit card this week (laughs) (laughs) because someone was using it in a way that I wasn't using it, but you know, I don't know where that happened. I'm not blaming Alibaba for that. That could have been from anywhere. So as far as I know, uh, it's, it's not convenient and takes forever, but I haven't been ripped off. It's only a matter of time though, I think. So I'd be very careful and read reviews. That fish kid, do you ever buy products? Oh, sorry. Um, just one more fish with Josh Spink. With will also be documenting my fish room build. Yes, do it, to make it kind of a live build, weekly updates when I start. Yes, please. I remember before YouTube when I built my first fish rooms, well, once the internet came and I started building fish rooms when the internet was around. I remember every now and then I'd find like Brian's Tropicals. He had this website, which was basically a a blog of his fish room build. And there weren't videos, but there were pictures. And man, that was so useful. Um, So videos are even like if a picture is worth a thousand words, then a video is worth, you know, a million words. Right. So, yeah. Document it. Put it out there. Help folks. uh, If you put it out there, then folks can. See it, learn from it, compare it to other videos and come up with what works for them. We need more of that. Joe Coffee, nine, four, seven, six. Oh, geez, we're almost done. Eight streams until number 100. Party stream, what to do, what to do. Yeah, party stream. Is that a question? Of course. (laughs) Of course we're going to have a party. I don't know what exactly. But yeah, we're at stream number 92. Thanks for everyone that's been here for a while. Thanks for everyone that's just found us and joined up. Appreciate you being here. And at 100, we'll do something. I don't know. Maybe we'll give away some fish. <laughs> my first live show, Awesome, says Mike S. Thank you. Thanks for being here. I'm going to burn through some stuff real quick because we have like five minutes. Um, I promised my mods that I would end at 8 30 so we'll do the drawing like 8 30 and just a little after um so that i don't keep them up all night long life's the streams are going pretty long and also so i can uh you know go up and tuck my kids into bed before it gets too late kids aquatics was sub number eight yeah been here for a long time with me really appreciate everything bob i mean that thank you ginger graves I've gotten betta Cochina and betta Embellus from you. Both species are doing well. Yeah, I, I did. I do remember some pictures of the Embellus you sent a little while ago, too. Um, hopefully you get some babies. Sakana Katana, welcome. What's your opinion on keeping a few killies in a community tank? Take make suggestions. I'm different than most people. I think it's fine. I keep killifish in groups and in community aquariums all the time, whereas the general uh, – Method is to keep like a pair or a trio in a tiny aquarium by themselves. So they, what I would say is until they really learn the tank, they're slow to the food. It takes them a while to figure out standard aquarium foods, when they hit, and get used to all that. Once they're used to it, they can hang with a lot of stuff. But until they get used to it, that's the challenge, is to find tank mates that won't out-compete them for the food. Um, but I, I keep, let's see, I have some in right now with some dwarf neon rainbow fish. They're doing great. I have someone with guppies. They're doing great. Um, I've kept them with lots of stuff. As long as they're small and peaceful, the fish they're being kept with, they usually do well. And as long as they aren't too quick to the food, at least not until the Achilles learn about the food. And when you lift the lid, they're up ready and waiting for it. Then you're fine. But they jump, keep a lid on, keep a lid on. GRB Aquatics, betta looks so cool in ponds. Looking from the top, yeah, especially planted. I mean, that's how they were first developed. Bettas were developed before aquariums, right? They've been around for hundreds of years in captivity um, and they were kept in like ponds, like, like bowls, clay bowls, flower pots almost, right? Um, amazing to watch from above. Pond doesn't need to be huge or even outdoor. 20 gallon plastic totes are perfect, yep absolutely i agree bettas were originally bred to be seen from the top preston john what's the smallest fish you regularly get in smallest as an adult those are probably Bararis species like bararas brigitae or exclamation point rasboras, things like that um i mean three quarters of an inch is pretty big for those species so those are the smallest ones i get in regularly the Bararis. Skipper's Aquariums at Mean Mug Aquatics. I shipped my first fish today. Use your video as a guide. Mean Mug Aquatics, welcome to the club. I hope it goes well. If, if you need any pointers or anything, you can email me, dan at dansfish.com. Um, specific questions help. Not just an email that says, how do I ship fish? But if, you, if there's specific things you want to know, if you send an email and ask the specific questions, um, I'm happy to respond and I can really help you that way. Uh, when I get very general emails, it's hard for me to really know how to help, but, um, that's awesome. Mean mug aquatics, congratulations. And if I can help you in any way, reach out. I'm happy to help. Anna Lee, threat fins. If I win, send mine to candy, please. Cool. As long as candy wants them. <laughs> All right. I think we did it. We reached the bottom of the chat. Not too bad. Cool, let's draw some fish and give away some fish. It's $8.29. We're giving away three Thread and I placed them on sale, 12 bucks each. They're normally 18, I've seen them on other sites for 20 to 29, um, good size. So if you don't win and you want some, they're on sale and I've got a lot. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Oh wait. Now you're just looking at me again. There we go. That's better. 85 folks have entered. There's the keyword. Hashtag ThreadFins. Let's draw this. Okay. Man, I got to come up with some kind of macro button I can push and we get like a drum roll. And the winner is... There we go. The fish tank barn right on. That's so cool. So fish tank barn has supported me for a long time. I got to meet him in person when I uh, spoke at a club in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That was awesome. So that is so cool, fish tank barn, that you have won. Um, You've got about a minute to say, hey, I'm here because you have to be present to enter. I'm pretty sure I saw you though. Um, So Mike, thanks so much for all you've done, all the super chats, all the, uh, just being part of the channel for so long. That makes it really cool that you won. That's awesome. All right, the fish tank barn, I'm waiting to see. He's here, I know he is, I saw. There he is, I am here. All right, Mike, cool. Mike, if you would send me an email, with your first and last name and the mailing address you want me to send them to, that would be awesome. Um, and if you can do that by noon tomorrow, that would be fantastic. And I'll get them out to you. The, the hard cut deadline is midnight tomorrow. Um, so, all right, congratulations, Mike. I I'm thrilled it was you, everyone else. Thanks for playing. And we'll do this again next week, 7 PM mountain time. Well, something else cool to give away. And, uh, yeah, until then, I hope you have a great one. I want to thank my mods. Thank you so much. I want to thank anyone that super chatted. Awesome. Appreciate it. Makes the wife super happy. Anyone that uh, had a question or comment that helped make this lively and interesting. Thanks for participating. All you that chatted among yourselves. That's good too. Thanks for being here. And all you lurkers. I'm with you. It's not loser. It's lurker. Except for it's backwards. There we go. (laughs) All right. I'll see you next Wednesday. Have a good one. Thanks, everybody.